Welcome to the Teacher Interview Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Creasel. I work as Director of Innovation and Instructional Support in Fullerton School District. And every week, we sit down and get to know a teacher better. My goal is to learn what drives and guides teachers, especially when venturing into that risky territory of trying something new. Join me. In this episode, we talked to Katie Dukeshire. She teaches kindergarten at Orange Thorpe Elementary. Join us. This is the Teacher Interview Podcast. Again, I am not Wes Creasel, but I am Matt Mankwich, and I am back to guest host in his place. I am joined today by Mrs. Katie Dukeshire yes. from Orange Thorpe Elementary School, where you teach kindergarten. Yes. All right. And what other, what other grades have you taught before? Um, at Orange Thorpe, I've taught second grade before. And then prior to that, um, I was at Pack Drive, and I worked in fifth grade there. And I did third grade for like almost an entire year as a long-term sub. And my story goes, you know, I could go way back. That's um, no, that, Let's do it. <laughs> this is your journey through education, and this that, it's all about you. Awesome. So, How often does this happen? <laughs> I, I've been teaching for this is my sixth year at Orange Thorpe. But um, prior to teaching, I um, was an instructional aid and I started off at Golden Hill um, where I met you. So That's right. This is <laughs> that makes it sound like we're married. We're, no, no, no. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> um, yeah, the amazing staff that's over there, and so I worked there for about five years as an instructional aide, one on one with one student in Gen Ed, and then um, I got my degree and then went on to the credential program and had to do student teaching and I actually was able to do my first round of student teaching with the kids that I had moved up with since second grade so which was really neat and then I moved over to Pack Drive and um, worked with the amazing Leah Wathen over there and uh, then I got a long term and then I got a 50% contract there and then from there I moved over to the Orange Slurp and that's been my home for six years. All right. And what, um, outside of, of teaching, what other teaching, educational, mentoring type things have gone on in your life? Um, since I danced my entire life growing up, so competitively dancing, you know, jazz, tap, ballet, lyrical, all that, and then cheer as well. Um, but that at a young age, I started teaching dance. So I think that gave me like a huge background in working with kids um, and just learning things like just little teaching, I guess. Like working, Ways working work. with kids is <laughs> yep. its own skill set. Yes. <laughs> so it's something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something I feel like kind of comes naturally a little bit to me. And sure. I just, I, that's where my passion is. I know I was, that's what I'm supposed to do. I was put on this earth to be a teacher. Very cool. So like teaching dance and, and cheer, was there ever a moment in there as you were progressing through there where you're like, okay, this is it. This has got to be the job. I'm a teacher. Um, oh, absolutely. I just think that I've known that for so long. I mean, there were a few times where I kind of thought maybe I would do something else. I almost wanted to be a nurse um, in the neonatal unit, oh. but I don't know if I could emotionally handle that. So, um, uh, and then I thought maybe a uh, physical therapist because I had injured my knee a few times. And so I thought maybe that's something I wanted to do, but neither one of those stuck for very long. And I always went back to teaching. Well, all professions where you get to help people. Yeah. And neonatal where you get to help the kids. Yeah. All right, don't mind Pablo. He's just setting up for some photos <laughs> there. Uh, very cool. Okay, so um, one of Wes's, I think, hallmarks of this podcast is that he contacts people that you know 
uh, whether professionally or personally, and asks them for some information about you. So, oh goodness, that will uh, <laughs> that'll segue us into some comments from your husband, Craig Dukeshire. So, um, they asked Craig, "What's one word to describe Katie?" And he said, "I would not be able to describe Katie in one word." He said, "There are too many." wonderful aspects to you. He said, you're kind, you're smart, you're caring, funny, and his personal favorite, beautiful. What a good husband right there. He's a keeper for sure. I love him. (laughs) (laughs) But all those words right there, kind, caring, uh, you know, I think it it lends itself to the classroom right there. Um, Do you, I mean, we're kind of laughing about this, but um, do you feel like aspects from your personal life or your relationship ever like carry over the way you you know way you care for a husband or care for a family member do you feel like that ever uh carries over into your your classroom your professional life oh absolutely especially in I think in kinder um this being my first year in kinder I mean I've always felt like you know you have many hats you put on in the classroom you're not just a teacher you're a nurse you're a mom you're a dad you're a therapist you're all kinds of things um but really especially this year now that I've switched to kinder is um I you know I they need to know that they're cared for and I truly like that is something I strive for in my classroom is I want them to know that they are loved and cared for and it's a safe space for them so I do think that that I carry that into my classroom with me. Very cool. Thank you for mentioning kindergarten, too, because that's where I was headed with that question, but I don't <laughs> think I said that very well. Um, and then they also asked Craig, what's one moment where basically Katie is being Katie? And again, he said, he can't just pick out one moment because he said <laughs> every moment with you, every moment is significant. Aww. He says he falls more and more in love with you every single day. But, you know, we're kind of going, oh, every moment's significant. But again, you know, is there something to that? You talk about building relationships and you know, some people are like, seize the day, right? You never know when the last moment's going to be, so you got to make everything count, whereas other people are like, oh, we can just sit on the couch right now. Or like, you know, this is a throwaway moment. I'm just trying to get through this till the next thing. Oh, yeah, no. Where do you fall on that spectrum? I totally think seize the day. You do not know when your last day is going to be, and you don't know when you're going to lose a loved one. Um, and, it, you know, life, that's life. I know that, and I've lived that. Um, I've had to go through a loss, you know, that was really dear to my heart. I lost my dad um, four years ago very suddenly. And I think since then it's kind of opened my eyes to, I let a lot of things go. I don't hold on to grudges and I do, I seize the day. I think I live for the day and I try to enjoy it the best I can. Have you ever had a moment in the classroom with a kid where, um, you know, you losing your dad has ever, like having that experience you've been able to take that and use that to help a kid? Has that ever? I have actually. I had a student a few years ago, they actually don't go to my school anymore, but um, during conferences, I was speaking with the mom and she was telling me how um, the child in my class had lost his father and I had didn't know that. Um, he had lost him a few years prior and then the mom had a, um, like a, a significant other at the time who was, you know, being a great role model and uh, stepping in as the dad role. And um, so I shared that with her at conference and she had no idea and she's crying and I'm crying. And I think um, like just knowing that. And so then when things come up and people are talking about their dads, it's like I know to be a little more sensitive with him. And and I kind of always have that in the back of my mind, though, now, like I can't always assume that my students have both parents um, because I mean, they might not share that with you, but 
that, I mean, it's a real possibility. Yeah, that, that points to a, a larger issue where you never know someone's backstory. Yeah. I mean, it's just that day, right? Maybe they need a little more grace because who knows what just happened Absolutely. to them. Absolutely. That's very cool. Uh, well, okay, so we'll transition um, from home to school. We got um, some questions answered by Dr. Erlinda Sotero, Sotero Ruiz, your principal. One word to describe Katie, and she simply said, dazzling. Oh. <laughs> why, why do you think she described you as dazzling? Um, well, she's my former principal, so she's moved over to VP, oh, uh, but that's okay. Uh, she was my principal for, I think, about four years over at Orange Thorpe. Okay. Um, I think dazzling, it makes me kind of laugh because she knows, like, if you know me, you know my favorite color is glitter and sparkle, and I just think that, glitter like, is totally what she means. <laughs> oh, no, glitter is a color, and it's my favorite. <laughs> I always tell the kids that too, like right away. First thing, they know that about me. What's Mrs. Dukesher's favorite color? Glitter, sparkle, all of that. I, <laughs> I think she made, you know, dazzling, like, um, I think she kind of did a little play on words with that, with that one. I was going to say, from doing uh, so many musicals with you over the years yeah. and getting the shirts, I know you have the affinity for Ryan's Oh, yes. Cool. So they asked Erlinda a significant moment with you, and she said, celebrating success is always important to Katie. She finds very creative ways for students to know that they're doing well in her class. I, so the first thing that jumped out at me was not that you have very creative things or ways to celebrate their accomplishments like they passed this test, but very creative ways for kids to know that they're doing well in your class. Like it's not, that's, that's more like an overarching, you know, uh, complete day, whole child kind of thing as yeah. opposed to... You got a 90 on this test. Good job, kid. Yeah. So tell us about some of these ways. Uh, well, I think it's, like, really important to celebrate, like, not just that they're high achievers, that they're, you know, trying their best. Even if they didn't do great on something, and I know they put a ton of effort in, I want to recognize them because, I mean, they might later down the road, I don't want, you know, I want them to continue that great effort, and then it'll pay off later down the road like that. Um, so I think um, we've... Like with, um, we don't do I ready in second grade or in kindergarten anymore, but when we did it in second grade, um, we would have, like we would it really encourage them to try their best and we would celebrate like all of their growth. So we had um, like a special assembly. So me and my teaching partner, Alyssa Larnard, who's amazing, um, she and I did like assembly just for our kids and like just, for, your two just for our two classes and we did it in the NPR and like use the projections so we wanted it to be really special for them and um, we even like included like our little bitmojis on the slide presentation made it funny and so they got certificates and um, for any growth like one point or a hundred points it didn't matter as long as like they really tried and put that effort in and they um we wanted to recognize them for that so we would do like special lunches with us and we used to do brag tags which are like necklaces where they can earn these badges and wear them around campus and um so there was the, you know we always try to change it up and make it really special for them I, uh, the thing that jumps out at me is hearing about the assemblies that you guys would hold. <laughs> I let, and especially for a kindergarten, it's got to be so powerful, right? It's not just your teacher telling you you did a good job. You get to go to the EMP room and get up on the stage. Oh, yeah. It's huge. That's so. such an awesome experience. <laughs> I love that. So one of the other things that she talked about was how um, you often spend out of your own pocket. And I know that's not, you know, unique to just you. Lots of teachers do that. Um, but she also said you spend out of uh, pocket to 
make your brag tags, not just buy them, but make them yeah. and to make t-shirts for students. Oh, yeah. Tell, t I want to hear about these t-shirts. <laughs> um, so we had made... Um, T-shirts, um, Alyssa and I both have crickets, and so, you know, that's, like, a staple, I feel like, for us. Um, it's <laughs> just another, it. you know, tool in the tool belt there. But um, when students had passed, we were using the system Accelerated Reader for AR, and so when they had met their goal, like, each trimester, and the last trimester, so they had to have met it each time and excelled, um, you know, even a little bit on each of their goals, they got this awesome... Um, sure, and it says, like, I'm a reader, or reading's my, you know, something, something creative and funny, and so, but they got it, and they got to wear it, like, on spirit days, or whenever they wanted, and we would go up to the office, and with our Linda, like, take pictures in their office, and, like, do boomerangs with them, like, shaking the <laughs> shirt, um, just really celebrating them, like, um, trying hard and being good achievers, so we wanted to support that, like, reading too, That's course. awesome. I love that they have something that they can, you know, advertises for them, right? It's Absolutely. not just their own personal thing, but other people can see that. And, and all the other kids are like so excited for them. And it wants that, like, they're pushing themselves then to get a shirt that they want them badly. So, I love that. how long does it take you to make a shirt? Um, it's <laughs> we try to kind of do it in like stages where we cut, like, design. Alyssa does all the designing. That's not my. Oh, so this is this is this a team. team. Yes, Absolutely. no, we oh. we are a team for sure, um, through and through. So she is definitely the creative one, and so she'll design it, and then um, we cut it on the vinyl. And I like to actually do like the weeding part, like the tedious. I love that stuff. I like it's weird, but I'll weed out all of the other parts, and then you have to iron it on the shirt. So I would say like one shirt. I mean, by the time you, like, after it's designed, I think that probably takes, like, the longest part, maybe. Um, like, maybe 15 minutes a shirt, I guess, okay. if you're, like, really on a roll. But I, I'm just asking, because being someone who has no clue how a cricket <laughs> works, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm like, what's the difficulty level here from novice to advanced? We are pretty, we, we use them pretty frequently, so it's a little faster, I think, for sure. us. But if I think if someone had just, like, got one and jumped on that machine, it would be a few days. You would be very frustrated with it. All right, well, <laughs> Katie Dukeshirt and Alyssa Lernard apparently are the ones you can talk to. You can we reach are... out to them for your, your cricket PD. We are not masters of that trade at all, but we try our best. That's, that's, all, we, that's all we ask. <laughs> that's all we ask for. Absolutely. Okay, so then um, a bonus a little factoid here um, from Erlinda about you is she says your creativity is unbelievable. Um, She'll, you'll always reach out to help a friend at a moment's notice, and it's whether you need ideas to decorate your classroom, your office, or even your home, your creativity <laughs> shines. So as amazing a teacher you are, you're an even better friend. Oh. So is a classroom, that makes a lot of sense. Office or home, has there been some decorating yeah. advice? <laughs> yes, which is funny because it's with her. Um, so she had decided to redo her office there at Orange Slurp when she was there. And she came to me and asked for my advice. And, um, and I had actually had done Rochelle's over at Woodcrest when she got to be principal over there. She called me up. And she's like, you know, what do you think? What should I do? And I was like, well, you know, I kind of gave her some ideas. And she's like, okay, go, here's some money. Go buy what you need to buy. And so I totally just like, it's fun, you know, when you get to decorate for somebody else, spend somebody else's money. Um, but I got to go and decorate their office. And I thought it was super fun. Like, I, I think it makes it like warm and welcoming. And that's like something I strive for. So I think maybe that's why they had come to me for that. And so um, after I did... Uh, Rochelle's over at Woodcrest, um, Erlinda had asked the same thing. She was like, okay, now it's my turn. Come to my office. You're starting to pick up a following. Yes. 
I don't want to advertise that. I'm not going around <laughs> okay, all the campuses. I mean, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what does your classroom look like when you walk in? What, oh. would, what would we see? Um, well, my classroom is, <laughs> it is farmhouse themed. So it's like Chip and Joanna, like Fixer Upper right. themed in kinder. So it's not, I mean, I do have a few barn things everywhere, but it's more like um, galvanized steel and like, kind of like a rustic feel, sure. but my true like labor of love is I converted a playhouse into like, um, a, it's a playhouse in the classroom, but it looks like something straight off of Fixer Upper from Chip and Joanna. So it's, it's like my favorite piece in the classroom. And I think on that first day when parents came in and saw that, they were like, Oh my, they, you know, they had no idea. They were like, what is this? They were all taking pictures in front of it. It's, oh, too fun. It's worth coming to, coming to check out. So <laughs> it's definitely something right. I'm really proud of. Do you, your kids like it? Oh, yes. They all, everybody wants to play in the house all the time. Oh, right on. So have all the kitchen toys and stuff in there, too. Sure, sure, sure. So that's like a little, a little reward, a little carrot right there to dangle yes, in front exactly. of Yes, <laughs> exactly. Very cool. Very cool. So, okay. Funny you mentioned Fixer Upper and Chip and Joanna Gaines. Uh, because this brings us to um, the third person that Wes talked to, which was your colleague and teaching partner, Alyssa Larner. She's the best. She, <laughs> she said the same thing about you. Um, I guess I'll jump down here. This is the, the extra little tidbit here. Um, she described you as the chip to her Joe. Oh. <laughs> and she said, yes, you're chip because you fix it all. I do. I, I fix everything. <laughs> That is so funny. I'm and cool. she has a great creative design mind. I always ask her opinion with everything. Where do you think I should put this? Where do you think I should put this? And she's always has like a totally different idea than what I do. And I'm like, wow, like I didn't even think of that. And so then I steal her ideas all the time. Well, you are. You're a good team. I think you guys have a Halloween costume idea for next year. Oh, yes. That would be great. <laughs> I don't know if our kids would get it, but we'll try. <laughs> okay. So they asked Alyssa for one word. And again, she said too many words to describe you. Um, but one would be assertive slash hardworking. Um, that's two words, but that's okay. She's a cheater. <laughs> so assertive and hardworking. Um, you know, you seem pretty humble, so I don't know if you describe yourself as hardworking, but from the stories you've told and from knowing you, I can, I can, um, I can agree with that, and I can testify <laughs> to that you are a hard worker. Assertive. Do you, would you consider yourself an assertive person? Um, probably not when I describe myself. I, w I don't think I would use that word, but I think... Why do you think she did? Um, I think probably more so like in the classroom and with students. I'm more assertive with, um, with things like that, I guess. I, I, maybe like because of our really, like her and I's relationship, like I may be more the, of the assertive one, like when like we have to do things as a team or something like that. But that's funny that she said that. Because <laughs> I'm the boss and I tell her what to do. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there, every team needs a leader. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so they asked Alyssa for a significant moment, uh, and Alyssa talked about the first time that you met her. Do you remember this? Um, I think so. Do you want to tell us about it? No, go ahead. What no, did no, she please say? Do. It's more fun to hear it from you first. <laughs> um, I'm thinking she probably, well, I don't, not sure the first time. Maybe, I mean, I know she, because we didn't teach on the same team her first year. So she was teaching kinder at that time, and then I was teaching second. So, I mean, I probably met her, like, in the teacher's lounge or something or in the workroom. Um, but I was just thinking of the time like when we got moved. Um, I was working as a team with uh, Mercy Rowett, who I, am, I adore, and she's now retired, and we like were so close, and we still are very close. Um, but to be split up from her was like 
oh, devastating. And so I had to be put with Alyssa, which I didn't really know her very well. So I don't know if she means that or like when we truly first met. She talked about how when she was a brand new hire, she hadn't met anyone yet. And you were the first teacher at the site to introduce yourself to her. Oh. Um, and that you were so welcoming to her. She said that you also added her on Facebook right away. But <laughs> she, that is because you were trying to get the inside scoop uh, Absolutely. On you have to check out those newbies. <laughs> but she described you as your very first Orange Thorpe friend and now your bestie. Yes, we are besties. We are a team. We, cut, we do everything together. Everyone around campus knows that too. But Was there anything about her in particular that drew you to her? Or are you just thinking, here's, here's a new person. We got we to gotta say hi and welcome her in. Um, her energy is amazing. Like, if you have not, you know, I know you've met her, but I've, anybody out there um, in podcast land <laughs> hasn't met her, you would, as soon as you meet her, you know. Like, her energy is amazing. She's so positive. Um, and it just, you're drawn to her. You want to work with her. Like, how could you not want to work with somebody who is, who's that uplifting and positive all the time? So I think that kind of drew me to her. And she was young, coming in, fresh new teacher. And I, only like a few years prior to that, I was that person coming in. And so I think you kind of, like, pass the baton on. It's like, okay, now I'll welcome you in, and it'll be your job the next time someone comes in. Oh, so. I love that. Passing it on. <laughs> okay, so we'll close here with um, jumping back to her Chip and Joe comment. She's talked about how lucky she was to be partners with you and how you've really taught her so much. So it's, you know, it sounds like friends, obviously, yes. but she also sort of sees you as that, that mentor person to her as well. Aww. And I think like you just mentioned, you got to pass it on to her. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th I think teaching is all about sharing. And so I don't like ever see myself as her, like above her at all, like never. Um, but we, I just think we make a really great team. So, um, and I just adore her. And I think I learned so much from her as she learns from me and that's what it's all about. So we learn from each other all the time. I'm a big believer that you have to find the, the yin to your yang when oh, it comes to teaching absolutely. to survive in this world. And it sounds like you guys are a real good fit between yes. your, your design and <laughs> fixing and, and all that kind of stuff. It's Very. fun in kinder together. I'll tell you that. It's fun there. <laughs> As kindergarten should be, right? Kindergarten, there should never be a bad, boring day in absolutely. kindergarten. Especially when you have a farmhouse. It's, it's my favorite. So I love it. I didn't care if anybody else did, but I loved it. I took a long time that this summer paint, sanding and painting it. So, um, but it's fun. It's fun in there. I love it. Well, Katie Dukeshire from Orange Thorpe, thank you for joining us and talking about yourself and all the wonderful, awesome things you guys are doing over there in kindergarten land. Thank you. I hope you had a good time. I did. Thanks. We'll see you next time. This has been the Teacher Interview Podcast. Thank you for joining us.